Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Joanne Wilson, co-pastor at Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Well, if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis, yeah, we're going Old Testament today, and I promise you once again, it will not take long. Genesis 27, um, you say, man, I ain't got my Bible. If you got the app, all the notes that I'm about to preach to you right now, they're right on the app. So you can just fill in the blank and follow along with me. And then after that, we're going to turn up. We got gifts for all the dads. I know some of y'all been clowning my socks, but they say cool dad on them. So we got cool dad socks, all the dads. And if you don't like the colorful ones, we got black and white ones that are really cool that say cool dad. They're right over there in the tent right after. Just make sure you go over there and get them. We got a bunch of vendors, some folks from the house, man, that are small businesses. We support small business at Cool Church. And then please buy everything from each and every one of these food trucks, man. Get some grub. We going to hang out. God just told me he was going to hold back the rain today. So I just believe he's going to hold back the rain. Y'all believe it, amen? Thank God. Listen, you like, it looked like it's going to rain. See, stop thinking negative. Say, God, thank you for the overcast so that the sun is not beaming down on me right now. Amen? Come on. See the miracle in everything God does. Amen? Genesis 27. I'm excited for Father's Day 2021. Genesis 27, verses 27 through 29. This is all about the blessing of a father. And look at what the verse the verses say Genesis 27, 27 through 29 says, so he came close and kissed him. And when he smelled the smell of his garments, he was blessed. He blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field, which the Lord has blessed. Verse 28 this is where I want you to lean into right here. Now may look at this, look at this. Now may God give you the dew of the heavens and the fatness of the earth and the abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be the master of your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be those who curse you and blessed be those who bless you. That's a good place to say amen. If you're taking notes on this Father's Day 2021, the title of this message is this, A Father's Blessing. A Father's Blessing. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, God. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I just thank you that before the earth began to ever spin on its axis, you knew each and every one of us that would be here today. You knew each and every person that will watch online all over the world. And God, I am so thankful. Help me to lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, I pray that by the time this is all said and done, you would open hearts, minds, and ears so somebody could receive a word about Jesus. This word, I know I'm preaching from the Old Testament, but it's still about Jesus. God, I pray you will bless each and every father here or watching online. God, let them know that there's nothing like the blessing that comes from a father. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Here we go. So this story that I just read you out of Genesis is about a family. It's about a father named Isaac and two sons, Esau and Jacob. Now, if you've ever read this story before, you know that Isaac, he had two sons and the oldest one was Esau. 
he was really hairy and he liked to hunt and he was so desperate one day he traded his birthright to his brother Jacob in order to get a bowl of soup you ever be hungry you ever be so hungry like you get hangry and you ever so hangry that you start doing dumb stuff this man was so hungry he traded his birthright for a bowl of soup this is the crazy dynamic in his family and his brother like my thing is like i love my brother i got an older brother tj tj where you at i don't know where you at. He, he's somewhere around here he's he, oh he's back there keeping everybody secure i love my brother and i played tricks on my brother but i would never try to rightfully steal something that belonged to my brother this shows you the dynamic of this family these people are crazy how many of y'all know you got some crazy family members out there wave at me if you're not waving you might be the crazy family member okay Isaac knows the father. He knows he's about to die. So in Israelite tradition, what they do in Jewish tradition is the father always, before the end of his life, he passes down the blessing to the oldest son. The oldest son, it is his, it is his birthright. It is, it is his right to get a blessing from his father. And he becomes the head of the family. And he literally rules over his family. Esau, he comes to his father one day. Because Isaac calls him and he says, hey, son, man, I'm about, he's like, I'm about to go the way of the Lord. I'm about to die. And before I die, I want to make sure I give you this blessing. I know how sneaky your brother is. I want to make sure you get this blessing. So here's what I want you to do. Before you, before you get the blessing, I want you to go out, hunt, go catch some game, cook it up real nice. You know how you make that good stew, son. Come back. I'm going to eat the stew, and then I'm going to give you the blessing you deserve. Well, he had a trifling wife. Yes, I said she was trifling. He had a trifling wife. Her name was Rebecca, and she heard what was going on. And you know how your kids say that they don't have any favorite children? I mean, your parents say they don't have any favorite children? Yeah, they do. In her mind, in her mind, I, uh, excuse me, uh, Jacob was her favorite son. Jacob was more, fa it was, he was more of a favorite to her than Esau. So when he heard what was going on between Isaac and Esau, he said, oh, while Esau's going out to catch this game, I'm going to tell my son Jacob to come in. I'm going to prepare this meal, and he's going to stand before his father. And since his father cannot see very well because he's at the end of his life, I'm going to make sure that my favorite son gets the blessing. Well, of course, this plan doesn't necessarily work initially because though Isaac is blind, he, he hasn't lost all of his wits about him. So they had to do something trifling. They took goat hair and literally put it all over his arms and all over his body because Esau was a hairy man. So they knew that when Esau touched him, if he did not feel the hair on his son, he might question who he was. So when he first initially talked to him, he said, Dad, I've come back with the game. He says, man, that was quick. I just sent you out. He's like, yeah, I just did it fast. He's like, the Lord was with me. He lied. He said, the Lord was with me, and I caught the game fast, and I prepared the meal. And he's like, are you sure, are you sure this is Esau? He says, absolutely. And he touched his hand, and he felt, he felt the hair on his arm. But, but, but he's like, man, I don't know, man. You just don't smell like my son. And they took some of his garments, and he wore them. And when he smelled the smell of Esau's garments, he said, yes, this is my Son, y'all parents know what I'm talking about because you, your kids get to that age where they got that funny smell. You're like, wow, this is my child. My goodness gracious. See, only parents laugh at that kind of stuff. He goes in, and without his brother knowing, 
His father comes in and he says this amazing blessing that I read to you in Genesis 27, verses 28 and 29. And, and Jacob takes the blessing. He underhandedly, with the help of his mother, he takes the blessing of his older brother Esau. Now listen, I might have stolen food from my brother back in the day. You know how it is. They leave them leftovers in there. And when they ain't looking in the middle of the night, you go in and eat them leftovers. And they wake up like, who did that? I'm like, man, I don't know. Must have been the Holy Spirit. I've stolen food from my brother. But I would never, ever think of in my life to take a, if my father had a specific blessing for my brother, I would never try to steal my brother's blessing. If you thought your family had problems, this family was a mess. And you say, these are all like God's people, man. Like, like why would Jacob go this far to steal the blessing from his brother Esau? Well, one, he understood what the very word bless meant. It means the bestowal of divine favor. How many of y'all need some divine favor in your life? I need, listen, man, some people say, oh, I'm just lucky. No, you are blessed. I don't believe in luck. I believe in God's divine favor. I believe that God orchestrates everything for me. I believe that if God is for me, who can be against me? I don't know about you. I don't need luck. I need a blessing. And Jacob gets this blessing, and he knows that if I could get this blessing from my father, literally the path for my life will be set the power of the blessing in these times, and it still is today, was so powerful. A father's blessing over his children could open doors of opportunity for him that no one else could open. There was power in the blessing of the father. I would just ask you for a moment. Let's lay aside how trifling Jacob was in stealing this blessing. Let's lay that aside for just a moment, just so we can understand the power of the actual blessing that Isaac spoke over his life. See, Isaac blessed Jacob with three things in his blessing. He blessed him with prosperity, he blessed him with power, and he blessed him with protection. Let me tell you something, fathers, there's three things when you wake up every day you need to bless your entire family with. And it is prosperity, it is power, and it is protection. And this is what this man blessed his child with. And today, I want you to understand the power behind a father's blessing. So three quick things I'm going to give you, and I promise you, you won't have to fan anymore. Amen? The first thing is this. A father's blessing should prosper their children. A father's blessing should prosper his children. Genesis 27 and 28 says... Now may God give you, listen to, this is the first part of the blessing. Now may God give you the dew of heaven, the fatness, what's fatness? It's plentiful. The fatness of the earth and what? And an abundant grain and new wine. I love abundance because abundance is more than you need to do what you are called to do. The first blessing that Isaac ever gives Jacob is a blessing of prosperity and abundance. Fathers, when you wake up in the morning, Wake up with the practice of going toward your family and blessing them. My wife and my daughter know that there is not a day that goes by that I don't put some oil on my fingers. I touch both of them on the heads and I begin to pray blessings over their life. 
Some people say, how are you successful and other people not successful? You know the difference between successful people and non-successful people? Intention. Intention. I'm intentional about waking up every day and praying a blessing of prosperity over my wife and over my daughter. Why? Because I want to see them prosper. We know that prosperity and abundance is something that Jesus was all about because in John 10, 10, he says that I have come to give life and life more abundantly. But the word in Hebrew most associated with the word blessed is a Hebrew word called Barak. You will find that word Barak in the Bible at least 330 times. And do you know that that word for about 304 of those times actually means blessed. In the other circumstances, it means to kneel. In other circumstances, it means to praise. But about 90% of the time that you see that word blessed in the Bible or Barak in the Hebrew, it literally means to bless. Why is that important? Because the first time we ever see that word in the Bible in Genesis 1, 22, it means to prosper. It means to bless. And in Genesis 1, it says, God blessed. This is in the beginning when the world was being formed. It says, God blessed or God brought them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth don't tell me that God does not want things to prosper when the first time he ever blesses creation is for increase the very first time in all of the Bible that we see God blessing his creation is to what it's to expand it's to multiply it is to increase what am I trying to tell you today God loves growth I, I think some of us sit in a place for so long and things have been so stagnant in our life for so long. We don't believe that God wants us to grow, but everything that God ever gives you is to grow it. This is why he talks about seed and time and harvest. This is why we always hear these analogies and these parables and these metaphors because God is in the growth. Look around you. You are standing outside. Look at every blade of grass. Look at the trees. They all grow in what direction? Up. Why? Because God always wants things to increase and multiply and grow up. God wants you to grow and find a mate and get married and have kids and build a legacy. God wants your finances to grow, to move people from poverty to prosperity. God wants his house, his church to grow, whether we are in a tent, whether we are in a building, whether we are in a park or a parking lot. It does not matter where we are. God wants us to grow wherever we are. If you believe it, say amen. God's in the growth. God's not in the, in the subtraction business. I promise you that. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy, but I already told you that God said, I come to give life and life more abundantly. Life is more than, more than you need. He wants to multiply it in you. God never subtracts. He sometimes adds, but he loves to multiply. If God, the Father, is in the growth, then fathers, listen to me carefully. This is specifically for you. Be intentional about praying prosperity over the lives of your family every day. My daughter's 11 and I pray that God will prosper her in knowledge, that God will prosper her in strength, that God will prosper her in relationships, that God will prosper her with everything that she touches. I pray that it grows and multiplies in the name of Jesus because that is my duty as a father. Pray for prosperity in 
your family. I want my family to win because when my family wins, I win too. Amen? But the second thing is this. A father's blessing doesn't just prosper his children, but a father's blessing should empower his children. Man, this, this is where a lot of people get messed up because they've never heard a kind word from the man that was supposed to reciprocate who God was to them. They, they didn't hear you're powerful. They heard you're a loser. They didn't hear you're strong. They heard you'll never make it. They didn't hear that you have strength. They say you're going to end up just like the rest of them. Men, it is our job to empower. Father, use words that remind your family how powerful they truly are on the inside. Look at what, look at what Isaac says to his son. This is the second part of the blessing. Genesis 27, 29, it says, May people, this is, this is the kind of power he wanted them to have. May people serve you. May nations bow down to you. Be master of your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Isaac was very clear. He did not mince words. He wanted his son to have a blessing that made him powerful. What was Isaac trying to tell his son? You have dominion. You have authority over things. The things that I have, I now give to you. So do not walk down, walk around with your head down and your shoulders down. No, walk with your head held high. Walk like the royalty that you are. Some of our children do not believe that they are young kings and queens because we have not given them any authority. We have to let them understand that they walk in power and authority. And once again, biblically, here we go. After God blesses the world with increase in Genesis 1.22, look at what he says in Genesis 1.28. He first goes from increase to power. From, this, is, this, this is the language of God. This is the order of God, not the order of Terence. I'm trying to show you biblically how God blesses all of us. First, he blesses us to prosper. Then he blesses us with power. Genesis 1.28 says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Then you go multiply. But then look what he says very carefully. Fill the earth and subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. When God created Adam and Eve, he did not make them subject to the earth. He made the earth subject to them. He gave them power. And I want somebody to hear me today when God blesses his children, when God blesses his sons and daughters, he's already given us authority over each and every situation. You have the authority to overcome sickness in Jesus name. You have the authority to call out spirits and bind them in the name of Jesus. You have the authority to look at mountains and say move in the name of Jesus. You have the authority to pray that it is on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus. You have the authority to demand increase in the name of Jesus. You have the authority to look the enemy dead in the eye and say no weapon formed against me and my family shall prosper in the name of Jesus God has given you authority over the things of this earth if you believe it say amen why does God do this because God blesses us from the beginning to have dominion and authority over the things 
of this world. I love living in South Florida as the sun comes out. Thank you, God. You gave me a little more time. <laughs> but one of the things we got to deal with in South Florida, and you, you all know you're shaking your head all, already. Hope you got your water and your toilet paper saved up. Why is toilet paper always the first thing to go when we have a natural disaster down here? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Don't make no sense. Oh, I got to be ready to wipe. Like, what? Okay. We have this thing down here called hurricanes. They come every season. We are, this season is upon us again. And I remember when my baby girl was really small and she experienced her first hurricane. And I do what I do with every hurricane. Same thing I learned from my mama years ago, that when the hurricane is coming, you take oil and you anoint your house. And you anoint everything around the house and you pray in the name of Jesus that nothing will affect you. That nothing formed against you shall. So I did what we all, I, gra- I, ga- I gathered the family. And Baba was like real little at the time. I can't even remember how small she was. But, but I could tell she was trying to figure out what was going on. Like me and my wife, we got oil. We, we anointing uh, doorposts like it's the Passover. I mean, we, we was walking outside anointing trees like, tree, you need to stand up this whole time in the name of Jesus. You bet. Tree, you better not fall on this car in the name of Jesus. And I made my daughter walk around and do this with us. And finally, she was dead. She was like, Dad, why, why are we doing this? I think my child thought I had some kind of superpower in prayer to make things not move. And I had to explain to her. I said, baby girl, I don't have power in me particularly. I'm a human. But the power that I use is power that comes from God. And when we pray, we channel that power and we have access to it because God's given us dominion and authority over everything on the earth. So when I do this, when I pray, baby girl, I got faith that if I speak it out of my mouth and I pray it and believe it, then God's going to do it because God can't break his promises to me. She's like, really? I said, yeah. I said, guess what? It's not just in me. It's in you. She's like, for real? I can do it too? I said, yeah. So she has this tree house in the backyard. I said, I said you're going to test it out right now. She's like, for real? She's like, no, Dad, I, I want you to. I said, no, 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 no. I'm pre- you see this house? I paid a mortgage on this house. You see that tree house? That's yours. I said, you take some oil, and you walk up to your tree house, and you anoint your tree house. And she was like, I mean, it was, she was weird, man. She was a little kid. She was like, okay, Dad, okay. Jesus, protect my tree house. Like, I, <laughs> like, I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I bind the wind spirit that will put, you know, that's how I'm going. And God, help my tree house. Amen. God, help the tree stay up. Amen. I know she thought it was so strange, but I wanted her to see in that moment that she had the same power that her father has. And I love it. Because we got hurricane windows on my house. So the entire time the hurricane was coming, it was like the last major one we had. You know what I was doing? I was looking at the treehouse. I watched the treehouse. Let me tell you something. I saw branches break. I saw things fall. Let me tell you something. Nothing happened to that treehouse in Jesus' name. And when she saw that, she was like, Dad, 
Man, the prayers really work, huh? I say, yeah. I say, you had the power and the authority to pray divine protection over the things that belong to you. And I want somebody to understand in the name of Jesus, you have power and authority. You don't have to keep getting run over by life. You can declare stuff in the name of Jesus. And the same power that your father has is the same power that lives in you. But the Bible says it like this. The same power that conquered the grave is the same power that lives in you so we don't need to be believers that streak back and step back anytime the enemy comes up but we can step forward in the mighty name of Jesus knowing that we have power and dominion and authority over everything on this earth if you believe it say amen I wanted my baby girl to always know that she has power but finally and somebody give me some keys so they can sound more spiritual as I close Somebody back there. Somebody help me. Oh, there he is. Okay. Y'all give it up for Matt Music one time. I love him. He's awesome. I call him Beanie Man because he has a beanie on. Get it? Okay. See what I did there? Thank you. That was comedy, now spiritual. Here we go. <laughs> Last point. Fathers, don't just bless the kids with prosperity. Don't just bless them with power. A father's blessing should protect his children. Should protect his children. Protect your kids at all costs. Genesis 27, 29 says, Cursed be those that curse you, and blessed be those that bless you. You, you, you know what he was saying there? Jacob's father, you know what he was saying? He was looking out for him. He was saying, I curse your enemies and I bless your allies. I want things to go well for you. And I want, I want harm to come to the people that will harm you. But I want blessing to come to the people that will bless you. What he was doing, he was praying divine protection over his son. And here's the truth. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much wisdom you have. I don't care how big your family is or what you got. At some point or, in another, or another on this journey of life, we will all encounter opposing forces that want to stop us from living the blessed life that God has called us to. But it is the job of a father to constantly pray for the protection of his children from those things. Yeah, I want my baby girl to prosper. Yeah, I want her to be powerful. But there's not a day that she leaves my house and I know where she's going because I'm dropping her off there. But there's not a day she leaves my house. I don't pray God's divine protection over her. I cover her. The crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Fathers, it's nobody else's job to protect your children but you. I, when, when he said curse those that curse my kid, you know, what he, you know what he was saying? I wish you would mess with my child. I wish you would. I got something for anybody that's going to mess with this sin. I know I'm a pastor, but I come from Carroll City. I got something for somebody. I got something for somebody that wants to mess with my baby. I promise you that. I don't know karate. I know ching ching pow. Promise you. I do. I promise you. Say, curse those that curse you. I, I got something for somebody that's going to mess with my baby. Well, bless those that bless you. Hey, if you're on my child's side, I'm on your side too. I'm with you. I'm with you. We all encounter things. And let's be real, man. 
Let's put this in context. Who got this blessing? This was the no good son. This was the son that stole the blessing. He got the blessing of divine protection. He got a blessing he did not deserve. But can I tell you, he didn't deserve that blessing. But if anybody needed protection, it was Jacob. He didn't get the blessing he deserved. He got the blessing that he needed. Because if you looked at his life, man, there were so many things that worked against Jacob. And if I could be honest, I don't know if he would have survived without the blessing that he got from his father to protect him. Jacob was blessed, but his life was a mess. How many of you say, man, I know I'm blessed, but sometimes my life is a mess. This was Jacob. He had all the blessing of his father, but his life was insane. He had to run from his brother because his brother wanted to kill him. He had to work seven years to marry his dream girl, and his uncle tricked him. So not only did he have to uh, marry his dream girl after another seven years of work, he had to marry her ugly sister. My goodness gracious. But then he married both of the women, and his wives kept trying to one-up one another, and they, he had more kids than he even knew how to deal with. His life was all over the place. And then his uncle Laban didn't trust him. He thought he stole from him and he chased him down to try to take back what was his. And then this same man, Jacob, he was blessed, but he literally physically wrestled with God, the Bible tells us, so much so that after wrestling with God, he dislocated his hip and he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. Not only did he leave with a dislocated hip, he left with a new name. But that wasn't the end of his trials. His daughter Dinah was raped at Shechem. And if that wasn't enough, his son Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery by his own family. His life was a mess, but he was blessed. His life was a mess, but he was blessed. I like to think in the moments that Jacob felt attacked I like to think in the moments where Jacob felt like he didn't have the blessing of his father. I like to think in those moments he remembered the words of his father. A curse to those that curse you and a blessing to anyone that blesses you. What am I trying to tell you today? No matter what happens to you on this road called life, Never forget the blessing of your father. I know that sounds simple and you might be looking for a deeper theological truth, but the reality is no matter how messy your life is, you can never forget the fact that you are blessed because when a father blesses you, there's nothing anyone can do to take it away from you. You see, no matter what happens in your life, you got to remember that because of the Father, there's a blessing of divine protection upon your life. But let's be real. Let's get really real as it pertains to the context of this story. This story's messed up, man. Because the son that did everything right didn't get the blessing. The son 
who did the right thing, who actually deserved the blessing, had it stolen from him, from this no good little brother of his. Do you know, listen, Jacob was born to be the man that he was because his very name means deceiver. It, it means supplanter. It means to overthrow. It means to take what does not rightfully belong from you. So he was born to do the wicked things that he did. If you really wanted to tell the true story about Jacob, he lived up to what his name meant. He lived up to what he was called. His name was Jacob, a deceiver. He was a deceiver. And he lived up to it. And he stole what did not belong to him. There are people that are in this audience today, you are watching online, and you have more than lived up to the names that people call you, and you're still blessed. They call you a liar, doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They call you a thief, it doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They call you promiscuous, it doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They call you a loser, doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They call you a thug, doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They label you and say you'll never amount to anything. It doesn't matter. You're still blessed. They call you a loner, doesn't matter. You are still blessed because it doesn't matter what people call you. They can't take away your blessing because nobody could take away a blessing that the Father has given you. See, some of you think you got disqualified from your blessing because of who people think you are. Some of you think you disqualified from your blessing because of who you think you are. But it doesn't matter because you have a Father in heaven that calls you blessed. So no matter what they say, and no matter what you believe about yourself, there is nothing you can do on this earth to take away the blessing of your heavenly father. And I want somebody to hear me today. You say, man, you talking about all this fatherly blessing. I don't even know my father. Never met him. Never been blessed that way. So it's hard for me to relate or what you're talking to. But the truth of the matter is, God is the heavenly father to us all. And your father has spoken words over your life before you've ever even existed. So whether you realize it or not, you are blessed. But the truth is, though we all have access to this blessing, some of us still don't feel blessed today and I understand and if you are honest with me today you say pastor let me be real I hear the message I know God's my father I know I have heavenly blessing but if I could be honest with you today I don't feel blessed I feel blocked I don't feel blessed man I feel like there's mountains in front of me that my wife talked about earlier I just feel blocked and all. I don't feel the blessing. I know the pastor says I'm blessed. I know the Bible says I'm blessed. And I know that you say I'm blessed. 
But I don't feel blessed. I feel blocked. I haven't gotten the promotion I know I deserved. I feel blocked. No, you're blessed. You still have a job. My business hasn't grown in a while. I don't feel blessed. I feel blocked. No. God blessed you with an idea before. If you're a business owner out there right now, he's got a new idea for you again. If he did it before, he can do it again. My marriage has lost its fire. I don't feel blessed. I feel blocked. No. You're blessed because you still got somebody that you can figure it out with. If you just do not get weary in doing good, you will actually reap a harvest in that marriage. If you do not give up, you're blessed. I'm tired of living with my parents. You ain't blocked, you blessed. Because you still got somebody that'll put up with your behind at 35 years old. I don't have enough hours in the day to do what I'm called to do. You're not blocked, you're blessed. Because God blessed you with another breath and another day to get organized. I'm depressed. Man, I just went through the, the hardest 18 months. Man, this pandemic, I lost my job. I lost my family. I had COVID. It almost killed me. I came back, but man, I just can't get it together, man. All I hear is bad news. I'm depressed. I got anxiety. I'm scared to go outside. I'm scared for people. To, I'm just terrified of life, man. I'm depressed. I can't get over the way that I feel. I'm not blessed. I feel blocked. No! You are blessed because where there is life, there is hope. You inhaled one more time. That means God's not done with you yet. And I need somebody to hear me and understand me today as I close. If you hear nothing else I said today, but the person that feels blocked out there today, and you don't feel blessed, never let what's blocking you blind you from what's blessing you. I'm going to say it again because I just feel like that's a word for somebody's spirit. Never allow what's blocking you to blind you from what's blessing you. Just because you can't see the miracle does not mean that the miracle is not there. And God the Father, his entire mission throughout this entire word is just to let you understand and know how blessed you are. You can be blessed and your life can look like a mess, but don't give up. Keep on going. If you don't quit, you win. The miracle is always on the other side. If you just keep moving, if you just keep on pushing. And at the end of the day, I just want you to see Jesus in everything that I teach and preach. So when you look at the story of Esau, and Jacob, it should actually remind you of the story of us and Jesus with one exception. Unlike Esau, who had his blessing stolen from him, Jesus Christ willfully gave up his blessing in order for you to be blessed by your heavenly father. I need somebody to hold that in their spirit today. What am I trying to say? Jesus says, God, don't worry. 
I know they don't deserve the blessing, but that's okay. I'm just going to give them mine. Man, I wish somebody at Cool Church was preaching with me today. Because I just want you to see the gospel. There's nothing you could do to earn this blessing. There's nothing you could do to deserve this blessing. There's no amount of good works or labor that you can do to make you feel like this blessing belongs to you because of your own labor and your own works. Jesus left all of the blessing of heaven and he willfully gave it back to a people that did not deserve it because we knew we couldn't earn it. So he says, it's okay, dad. They can have what belongs to me. And this is why the Bible says that he that knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. But nobody could take away the blessing that Jesus Christ died to give you. If you believe it, I want you to give him a shout of praise in his place today. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you've heard, please consider sharing it with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And always remember that you were created out of love.